0: You are now listening to The West Side of T-H-A-Afterparty.com.
1: Yo, 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 it's your boy Sneaky from R&R, recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. What's up, party people? You're tuning in to Recognition and Respect with your boy, Sneaky, on the west side of the after party. Full transparency, I'm a little flustered right now. I just got off of the VIP podcast with my boy, Fix, on the Super Audio Network. Um, That's why I pushed the show back. So if you're tuning in live, thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for being patient. Sorry, it was just like trying to do too many things at once. I was just telling my guests, who I'll bring in a bit, how... Spreading myself a little thin. I think I mentioned on the VIP too, I'm spreading myself a little thin, so uh, maybe I gotta do something about that. But as you're gonna hear, for this intro and at the end, I have a lot going on, so that's probably not gonna happen. First things first though, um, let me just shout out my sponsors. Uh, I got a couple new ones, so that's gonna be dope. Uh, first off, Dewdrop Delights, of course. They've been super helpful, um, providing me products. I don't have to buy edibles, helping me uh, conserve my weed. Uh, they're a, they're an edible company, but they're really known for their Wake and Bake Bar, which is a THC-infused breakfast bar with oats, nuts, dried fruit, and chocolate. Great in the morning with coffee or tea. Perfect for an on-the-go snack and pick-me-up. Comes in four awesome flavors. And, uh, yeah, dude, they... When the first day I met them, super dope energy. I really um, appreciated everything they were doing. We connected. It was dope. My second sponsor, Midnight Motives, It's my brother's band. They currently have an album out on iTunes and Spotify. They're called Visions. So just listen, stream, share. Hopefully you dig it. Uh, I really like them. They back me up when I do my hip hop stuff. We actually started off together. We were on. They have an episode, so if you want to go back and listen and hear all about it, uh, episode 24. And finally, not the last one, but Nightflare Company, a film, music production, and booking company. Services include work with the film crew, Napalm Mucky Productions, and Flying Chimp Studios. Spoiler alert: that's our guest today. Live sound and recording by JQ, studio recording and producer Frankie Valentine. I help out with marketing and promotional. I also book shows. We rock shows with Alternative Shows LA, Demise from the Blue Line District, and other folks. So if you're trying to book shows or create content or just want to team up with like-minded individuals, reach out to us. Always trying to work. Always trying to do new stuff. Um, My new sponsor is actually Tony Grands. And I mentioned him last time and uh, he pl- I played his song at the top of the show and that's going to be like a, a reoccurring thing and I'm currently looking for his copy that he sent me because I'm super not professional today, so sorry that I'm off my game. But I was promoting the podcast and just uh, bullshitting with a good friend of mine, so it was totally worth it. I'm glad Brittany was able to be accommodating and push the show back, super appreciate it. But anyway, the, show, the song at the top of the show was uh, by Tony Granz, and here's his little copy. Following his debut EP headshot available everywhere hip-hop is sold or streamed, LA's own Tony Granz is back with his second project, Potholes and Palm Trees. It's only six songs and comes in a little under 21 minutes. This means he gets right to business without a lot of filler and time wasting. Every rapper should be so astute. Produced entirely by Helsing Beats, a production team from Indonesia, the album has a unique tone and original vibration to it. If you enjoy hip-hop that doesn't sound like it rolled off the factory line 10 minutes ago, give Potholes and Palm Trees a spin. Or three. (laughs) That's my boy, Tony Grands. We actually did an episode together as well. So uh, if you want to go back and check out that archive and hear all about him, that show got deep. Talked about his alcoholism and how he almost died and super crazy shit. Uh, Spoiler alert. But um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest, Abe. Abraham. Abraham. Abe. Abe, Abraham. Yeah. Why don't we just call you Flying Chim Studios? Yeah, we can do that. that? there you go. So uh, (laughs) why don't we start off this podcast, how I start off all the other ones, and you tell us your name and uh, what you do, who you are, what you do. Be as metaphorical or as literal as you want to get, and we'll just kick it off from there.
0: All right. um, So... You know, some of you probably already know, I do a lot of film, and I work with the Night Flare, and I also work with Shanique, um from time to time. Uh, started mainly with drones. Oh, by the way, Abraham, that's my name. <laughs> For those yeah. that don't know, just know me as Flying Chimp. <clears throat> Abe, Abraham, I'm not really picky on the, on the nicknames. Okay, cool. A.B., just whatever comes to your A-B? mind. A.B.? Oh, yeah, it's just all kinds of, yeah strange incarnations it's of my funny, name because
1: i have a homie named abraham and for a second we're calling him abe yeah same thing a b right yeah i got i got part of
0: the family calling me that you know abe with a so it's just oh def- the bedevaca yeah <laughs> bedevaca exactly is what it is yeah. <laughs> is what it is and uh well i mean kind of to keep it simple it just, you know started with drone footage um Started about two and a half years ago. Okay. Um, Drone footage immediately turned into, uh, you know, doing film, filmography. I realized that my drone could be rigged into an actual video camera. So, wait,
1: you didn't have a video camera on the drone before? No. You were just flying drones just for the thrill of flying drones. Was there a screen on it that you could see, or it was just like you were watching the piece fly, and that was...
0: (sighs) So, uh, I was actually racing drones. Oh. <laughs> Put the goggles on. <laughs>
1: Míralo. Muy chingón, huh?
0: And it was just, I know, right? It was just a hobby, though. You know, just a simple hobby. You had goggles? goggles like some on. some
1: VR-type shit?
0: VR-type, yeah. You could look it up. Um, if you guys hashtag uh, Fat Shark, you'll get everything about racing, drone racing there. Just Fat Shark goggles, and everything's going to pop up. And I'm sure you've seen, a, you know, a few... I would say a few pictures, a few videos on that, yeah, soaring yeah, yeah. through the mountains and stuff like that, basically how it's how it all started. A co-worker of mine sold me his DJI drone, which is more for semin- photography and all that good stuff. He sold it to me, and then it just kind of started from there, you know, and I would rig that drone, and to be, just be a regular camera, I had handles on it and everything. So
1: you had a... Drone that was had a camera built into it,
0: built into and it, and you
1: turned it into a handheld basically. Yeah,
0: a handheld. Uh, I did that for a few months. <laughs>
1: Were you doing film and videography before this, or was this like was the video part of it all new?
0: I would say the video part, mainly the video editing, was kind of fairly new. I've, I've done it before uh, from time to time with you know when I used to race. Drones. So I used to put videos, compile videos. Because the together.
1: drone was recording what you were seeing in the goggles. Yeah. So technically, you were already recording footage, but you were editing these videos for like, what? Uh,
0: pro- YouTube, or kind, was it uh, free- a mixture you of YouTube, educational, just to see what I was doing wrong. Yeah, you know, kind of like what you know the the replays that you know teams see when when they're. You know, well, whose fault was it, or what uh, can we do better? Oh, because you were
1: racing, so this is like game footage. Yeah, like game footage. Yeah. Yeah, game
0: footage. Basically, yeah, looking at game footage, you know, you're seeing which turn you did wrong, how what speed you're supposed to take the turn, and, you know, I was editing that, and then, you know, it turned into putting a few of these videos on YouTube. Vimo um, um, too. And it just kind of went from one thing to, uh, one thing to another. I used to race at work during my lunch. Also, wait
1: what yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i used, you know i I worked in the medical field for the last you know uh twelve years, so you know, being in a medical plaza, working at a medical plaza, and you know i guess having people see wait, me fl- what were you doing in the medical
1: plaza like medical field first like uh, what
0: was your X-ray tech?
1: I'm, All right, so like, while you weren't X-ray teching, you were <laughs> racing drones. In the parking lot. Got you. Okay, yeah. well, thank you. That's, <laughs> that's what your X-ray techs are doing when they're on their lunch. They're racing drones in the parking lot. All right, some let's, of them. <laughs> let's fast forward. All right. Um, <clears throat> two years later of, like, trial and error, like, I'm guessing at some point you upgraded your gear and
0: actually bought uh, film stuff, right? Yeah, an actual camera. Which was about a year ago. That's when I finally got my, you know, being familiar with the similar product that the drone was made. You know, DJI. I kind of merged into just getting me a DJI camera, since I'm familiar. I could use tablet for both the drone and the camera, so it's kind of like kind of like modular. You could right, see right, 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 right. Just easy to move around, transfer. And it's
1: stuff. like that was your. You were already in that niche, that brand. Like yeah. you're already down. Like like I have an Apple Watch and my phone and my computer it's all Apple it all yeah. connects right so this yeah, you're just using the same thing yeah, you exactly. were used to
0: yeah and then not all x-ray techs make a, make a lot of money so it took me a lot of hard work getting that camera
1: okay so you are just yeah throw that That's, out there just I so gotta, you know. I, don't, I
0: don't want people to think that you you're know, a baller kinda, ass yeah, fucking medical you got all field these guys. toys and stuff like that it was hard work getting all this stuff you know you know, my coworker that I bought the draw, I made payments to him, and just same thing with the camera, you know, just a li- little at a time, so, you know, everything's been hard work.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, like, it's always that initial investment that people are always afraid to make, right? Yeah. Like, unless they have the, like, extra income, it's always like, well, is it going to be worth it? Well, like, um, am I going to get my money's worth? Like, what am I, am I really going to go, like, be serious about this? Is just, this is going to be an expensive hobby, like... Got to balance all that. So at some point, because even now I feel like it's still nerve wracking. Kind of a hobby, right? Yeah. It's not exactly like your full time gig. Yeah. Are you still working in the medical field and
0: like yeah.
1: racing drones in the parking lot? No, not
0: anymore. <laughs> that, that, that was an expensive hobby, unfortunately. So I had to get rid of that. Um, but it, it emerged into something pretty unique, you know, where I get to do, you know, drone footage. Not only that, you know, I'm also filming too like to film events in case you know in the future anybody wants anything I'd also do that festivals and was
1: that just like the natural progression of it or in the back of your mind or did you have someone kinda like with the fact that you were working that you knew Night Flare Was that kinda what got you into that or were you already kinda going towards that way
0: I actually was taking a different route I was trying to get more into stock footage just kinda like film something anybody could use for anything for anything and it, I noticed that, you know, the, uh, what, I mean, I forgot their names, the guys who connoisseur the, they do all the, f- you know, they put value on art, I guess. Uh, appraisers? Appraisers, you could say that. They kind of started getting, they were getting, <laughs> they're very picky in the way, you know, you got to cut it like this, you know, the camera's shifting too much here. It's got to be like cinematic Perfect. So a lot of the video that I was shooting and filming, even though it was great, it wasn't to a lot their of your the, standard. standards expectations. So it was hard to sell. It still is hard to sell. Are you still trying to do that or now are you kind of
1: like going I, full into this like events and like, you know, promo marketing kind of
0: gig? I kind of wanted to kind of keep it a little, you know, spread out. I don't want to get you. too much into one or too, too you know, one versus another. You know, I still upload from time to time. I haven't this year, but you know, it's just fun to know that people are looking at that, right? And they're interested, and they kind of want to see. Well, what else do you have? You know, I've been asked uh, a few times, "Do I have a portfolio?" And I kind of just, you know, shoot them that website, you know, my link to gotcha, to a lot gotcha. of these uh, places where they sell the stock footage. So you do
1: have some footage that was accepted, or that's like on those sites. Yeah. So like, yeah. you got by the appraisers. You kind of like. You dialed in what they were looking for, their criteria, or was it just like
0: More or less. I barely got in to be honest with you. you okay. Know? Um barely got in. Uh, I got a few videos in there that are they're not selling but they're up on their websites. Um I haven't sold anything. <laughs> uh it's like I said, it's a little bit harder. There's people who've been doing it longer than me and they got the bigger equipment. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so Well, I think
1: um <clears throat> I feel like we should talk about how we met. So we both like networked through Nightflare. Yeah. David, um, he's a sponsor of the show. He's gotten me some guests. We've done shows together. Um, how did you two meet?
0: Uh, I met David through another friend of mine that I've known for for many years. And I uh, did side gigs with them. We used to make beats together. And um, JQ Sound, Joaquin. I met him through him, and they have a band named Sons of Eli. I don't know, I'm sure many of you have heard. So he's in that band, and I guess just networking, I started doing a few like behind-the-scenes uh, footage of them. They liked the way I filmed, and the, I guess at the time, uh, David was uh, developing the Night Flare company also, so he kind of just grabbed me along for the ride, and I've been blessed enough to you know, not only know you, but also David.
1: So um, the video component of Nightflare is Flying Chim Studios and Napalm Monkey Productions. Yeah. Did you know each other before? No, or did you meet through
0: David? No, basically met through David.
1: And how you like working with uh Ernie? Like
0: Oh, he's he's more of the uh film <clears throat> guy. He's definitely a director. Um he has an eye for that, definitely. Um way more than me. I would say if anything I just have an eye for the drone footage aspect of, of things. Um, even yesterday, you know, I was doing some promo stuff with David, and you know, I was having a little difficulty, and I remember David was like, let's just do this, do that, and he has some great ideas, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not like this big, great film guy, you know, I still, I still like to receive input and stuff like that, but I think we work great just because I like to, I like how he gives me input on right, how right, to do right. things. Yeah.
1: Well, one of the major projects that we had together was, like, the East Los Art Walk, and yes. that footage, it got some pretty good numbers. Um, I think I recently archived it just because, you know, time yeah. has passed. But uh, I just want to thank you for coming out and doing that, man. Because, yeah, uh, honestly, like that, the work that you did with those shots kind of helped put that art walk on the map a little bit, you know? And it, like I think, like, since that video came out, I've seen a note. And I don't know if that, you know, it's hard to prove. Causation, correlation, or whatever, yeah. but I've seen a significant boost in the East art Walk since um you came out with that footage and I did all that, it. so I appreciate that um so like I'm gonna have, ring that bell you. <laughs> thank you thank you uh, It's going down this sunday as well um so what um so you kind of like fell into this, right like yeah. the drone. And then you started handheld shooting, and then you got kind of scooped up, and you got your, you just got your camera. Like, what is like your vision now, like for the film and flying? Like, is there still like some kind of, because um, obviously, like we said, it's still a hobby. Yeah. But I mean, every day we're talking in the in the group chat. Like, this is supposed to eventually pay for itself, right? Like, we're trying to get work. People yeah. are hitting hitting you up for your portfolio because they want to see your work. <clears throat> Hopefully, to hire you, yeah, so like is there a vision or a goal for that like that they, or is it right now you're just kind of going with the flow and doing the damn thing?
0: I would honestly say I'm just kind of going with the flow and see where it takes me. um I still don't want to put a vision on it just because I still don 't know what direction I want to take with it, um, and I'm just kind of like just being all around i 'm just trying to stick my fingers in it and everything and anything I can um. And that I mean, I would say that's pretty much where I'm at right now. I mean, you know, sometimes you know, I talk with David and we're you know, we're talking about, you know, hopefully, you know, Netflix finds is on, stuff yeah, like yeah, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. wild talk right now at the moment, but I mean who knows? Shh, who we're not know? supposed to talk about that.
1: This is oh, yeah. secret, bro, top secret. Yeah. Why are you why oh. you putting that out for Sorry, all the yeah, people
0: out there, bro? I was just a Netflix. That's bro, it. that's this guy's fault. Um, I, was just, I was just a Netflix.
1: <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to get picked up by Netflix, right? I mean, these, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a pretty like that's anybody who's making content like yeah. who's make film. So I, I wonder, <coughs> excuse me, because you fell into this and it's kind of a hobby and all that. Um, have you been like studying and like have you been watching certain directors? Have you been looking at other drone footage? Like, have you been kind of like actually perfecting that craft? Because I have this issue where like. I do so much shit that I'm actually not really good at any of it. Like, it's all, like, I, I, like, half-ass everything, you know? And so I'm wondering, like, your approach, you have more time. This is, like, your only hobby, you know? Like... Yeah.
0: I would say I'm almost the same way where I just kind of, like, stick my, like I said before, I like to just kind of stick my fingers in everything. I'm not, like, Mr. Perfect at everything, but I... Kind of would say, like I mean, you kind of coined it when you said half ass approach, you know I'm pretty much uh, kind of seeing it like that up until recently, where yes, I finally you know I've been following a few directors, see how they're doing their stuff, how they edit, and I you know especially editing has been like my biggest obstacle right now, just learning how to do it. What program it, are you using? It's just um, I don't have the best computer for that, so Got I'm just you. using this like this uh, halfway decent uh, filmora. I'm I have not like, no idea. Yeah, a lot I mean, of people I don't know I mean, I use iMovie,
1: so I can't really talk shit, you It's kind of like that. I yeah. use stock fucking...
0: Yeah, you know? just kind of like cut and paste and then put some stuff together, and then you just put it like a little... some music in the background, and you got yourself a little something.
1: So is that like your next investment, you think? Is a computer with a better editing software, or is that still far away for you and not really worth it right now?
0: Well, it's not... That close, but it's not that far. It's kind of, hopefully, maybe... <laughs>
1: what, with, what does with, that even mean? It's not that close, but it's not that far. Okay, <laughs> way to not answer the fucking question, guy. That's just some political <laughs> bullshit. Like, that's some politician answers. Like, ah, oh, we're almost there.
0: It might it might be far away, though. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I, if I were to put a number in it, I would say maybe within <laughs> the next year. Hopefully, you know, I get something a little bit more, because I... You know, obviously me being a natural drone guy, um, I got my heart set on a bigger drone versus a camera. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of doing this right now with it. But, you know, I'm saving my pretty pennies and hopefully.
1: So you said camera. I was talking about computer editing software. You're not even there yet. You want to upgrade your gear first and let someone else edit the footage, huh? Is that like where you're at? Maybe I yeah. I mean, it's possible. You're on a team, right? Yeah. That's the cool thing about having a team is that you don't have to do everything. Yeah, exactly. I can edit your shit. Ernie can edit your shit. David even takes, you know, he does some editing here and there. Yeah, so like,
0: I would say the editing part's a little bit more time consuming. Yeah, even, yeah, with uh, even with a, even with uh, a, you know, good good computer, you know, and, and right now it's just I guess it just comes natural to me to just grab a drone, fly it, and get some halfway decent pictures or footage. Versus you know getting on a computer and I have to you know cut here cut cut and dude
1: trust me you're preaching to the choir bro I have like (laughs) gigs and gigs and gigs of footage like from GoPro footage my phone footage like other footage other people have sent to me like dude editing is like I always make a joke because I never like I never wanted to be a video editor like I never thought. That would be one of my titles, yeah. but in this, like, social media visual world, it's like...
0: You have If to. you're not
1: editing video, you're probably not producing good content, or you're paying someone else to do it, like, so it's just, like, it's wild how how much that has become part of the game, you know? So oh, you yeah. play, like, a super integral role, like, in the game, because, like, you produce the content, right? Yeah. But the editing is, like, another crucial part.
0: Well just the other day I was uh, when I was at work um one of the patients was a kid you know and he's on his phone and I'm kind of reaching over his shoulder and he's editing on his phone. He's just doing something for social media. I don't know if he had Snapchat, Instagram or what he had, but he was cutting the he was shortening up the video a little bit to fit and then I saw him swipe over and he was shortening the other video. So I think he was trying to squeeze two videos in one to fit in that time frame. All right. So I think, in especially this day and age, a lot of people are editing on their phones, on their tablets, computer, what have you. So, I mean, we're getting into that age where, you know, screw TV. It's going to be all about personal content, and it's going to be all over social media. And I guess, you know... I- This year is when I started realizing that, and I started noticing, you know, I got to get on on the bandwagon with that.
1: I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm realizing I got to start doing more of, or being more efficient with, or kind of going harder. Like, this podcast is one of them. Yeah. I mean, I spend money every week to put it out, or to record it, and then I kind of just put it out, and like, that's it. It's almost like I don't promote the guests. I don't really promote afterwards. like... It's like that half-assed approach, you know? Yeah. There's, like, a whole other level of, like, seriousness that I could add to add this to podcast, it. and I'm not doing it for whatever reason or excuses, you know? <laughs> but um, it's definitely something on my mind, like, and working with Night Flare and all of you and seeing everybody has, like, their own hustle, their own grind, it's, like, it's it's inspiring, like, to be part of this collective that's, like trying to elevate, you know. Oh
0: dude, I could say the same thing, you know, just that's the only reason why I've kind of been in this because I see you guys just being busy at it. And I'm sure everybody's got their lives. I mean I'm sure you got other side work that's non relatable to this. You know? Yeah, I that, mean
1: life, I don't know what a life is, but I
0: live <laughs> <laughs> I'm kinda of in the same way too. It's it's you know, it's for me it's been work and uh you know you know, flying chimp. That's pretty much my life right now. And
1: I mean, it has to be like that if you want it to be something, you yeah. know? Because I feel like... So just like, full transparency, right? When I first started working with Knife Flare, I got... I was really frustrated because I was super on it. Yeah. And like, this was my whole life and it was taking up like all my time, all my money, all my resources, all my energy. And everybody else is kind of like, oh... Other than like Frankie Valentine and maybe JQ a little bit, like yeah. everybody else is kind of like their side thing. Yeah, like their hobby. It was like what they did for fun. It was like some yeah. shit that might be something five years from now, ten years from now. You know, like it was like this, this long kind of like. I do remember on the that back
0: burner. I do remember that last year how you were just and honestly, you know, getting those rings on my phone and like, hey, when are we gonna meet up? And I just. Seeing that excitement from a few of you guys, including you, mostly you, actually, I remember during that time, got me inspired to, hey, let's get serious with this, yeah, let's do something out of it, you know? Let's make it a little bit more than just a hobby. Yeah, man. And
1: uh, and I feel like it's critical, because now it's actually happening. Like, David quit his job, you know? Like, he's doing fucking the knife Flare shit 24-7, or at least trying to figure it out, you know? Um, you're talking about filming more, you've been filming more, you've been doing more things, like, I've been trying to toss you work, you know, like, yeah. trying to get everybody more involved, like, I got JQ a gig, I'm, you know, I'm always trying to, like, toss people the work in my network, you know, it's like, these are the folks we should use, Um so I just feel like right now, everything being so busy, and, like, everybody kind of getting on their game, it's just, it's, it feels like a good. It feels like there's like a moment right yeah. now, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. And I feel like we gotta capitalize on that.
0: We just kind of get it. Like and I'm glad
1: it. you're on, because Knife Flare is. I've been talking about Knife Flare on this show from like the beginning, and we've had bands that, you know, David booked to like be on here so that we can get the content for the just you know push everything. Yeah, forward. but now it's like we're seeing. I want like we're now we're promoting the folks, you know. Now you want to be here, on camera and tell the story and like get oh, you know yeah, you're out course. here like yeah like events like. If you need someone to do drone footage for you, this guy's here. He may not be able to edit it, but I could do that. Or we have, like, two other fools on the team who know how to edit. So, like, and... We're hungry. Yeah. So,
0: hey, just kind of shoot something at us.
1: And I like that, man. I like the hunger. I like like everybody being activated, you know? It's fucking, like, it's invigorating. If it's
0: challenging, I mean, so be it. You know, if you want me to do something crazy that you've never seen before, I'm always open to that. You know, I don't really got nothing to lose other than the drone, but hey, <laughs> you know. That um, shit's expensive. Don't downplay yeah, that. No, 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 I will lose
1: no, no, the yeah. drone. Fuck it. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it was... you're going to buy a new one, so,
0: you know, you'll have to. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Not yet. I'm, you know, saving my pretty pennies to that, but we'll see. We'll see well, what maybe happens. maybe
1: I'll be able to get you more work, and you'll be able to get more pennies sooner. Oh, yeah, dude. And then the drone will pay for itself. You know, yeah. that's kind of how this game needs to start working, man. I'll definitely like, talk after the show. Yeah, dog. I mean, we're talking now. We're fucking yeah, yeah, talking now. Up. All right, so let me go, like... And, like, I'm totally free scripting right here, so if people listening are like, yo, this fool's all over the place. It's totally true. Um, <laughs> did you ever have any artistic or video film, like, influence or anything in your early days when you were young? Like, yeah. Like, did you ever... Were you ever impacted by that?
0: Oh, definitely. Um, it, It's a funny story because it all... S- you know I'm sure you, even with a lot of people you know it always happens at church you know either you whether you're playing instruments or or you know you're you're on stage or you're filming um, no yeah I was
1: yeah I got introduced to music through church I sang in the choir you know? choir
0: and same thing with me you know I used to play the clarinet so my oldest brother used to film us you know back back in the days and I was just intrigued on how the film camera worked and I sometimes I would see him you know filming around my uncle would do the same thing. He would just do, like, family, you know. There's always that uncle who always films, you know, for the family and stuff like that. You know, ends up being the kind of like the creep, you know. The up. creeper. <laughs> Zooming in on the chichis. What's up, girl? He's like, wait a minute. It's supposed to be a family video.
1: What's <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's up with that booty pic right there,
0: Theo? <laughs> and... And I, you know, my oldest brother, he wasn't only filming, you know, he would also do sound for the church, and you know, that's that's how I know all about the mixer. And you know, back in the days, you know, being, you know, six, seven years, and my, you know, brother, oldest brother, going up with the faders, yeah, with the faders, you know, going up, and then you know, you know, putting a little bit more eqing, eqing, and all that stuff, the mids, the highs, the lows, and you know, kind of him seeing that, you know. And then also a mixture of uh, Joaquin, you know, his childhood friend. How um, long have
1: you two known each other?
0: Since high school, so it's been.
1: And how long is, do you know how long him and David know each other? I mean, I'll probably get him on the show soon. David said everybody's gonna yeah. come on eventually, but
0: I'm not too sure um, exactly when. But you know, I do remember, you know, JQ going, you know, from from one transition to the next, and you know, transitioning into uh, Sons of Eli. So I'm assuming a little bit before that, I would, I mean, I don't want to... What put high like,
1: school did you go to?
0: Me and him didn't go to the... S- but what, what the s- high school did you go to? I was actually raised up north, Modesto. Oh, so
1: I know where Modesto's at.
0: So NorCal. I you know. used to... Don't uh, shoot me, please. <laughs>
1: no, we're not. We're anti-violence right here, man. We lost too many soldiers already. Oh, man. Uh... I actually, funny story, super tangent, has nothing to do with anything. I used to speed skate back in the day. Okay. And Modesto has like a roller rink where we yes. would go and compete. Yeah. And like that's the only thing I know about Modesto. I think there's a UC there as well. That's, yeah, there is. That's about to be like ginormous because they have all kinds of space and no one wants to go there. But um, yeah, Modesto. So when did you move to SoCal? Because I didn't even know that about you. Yeah. This is the kind of shit I love finding out <laughs> shit about people that I didn't know. I would have never guessed it. So I was born You don't he- even
0: say hella. Hey, I know, dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's Ooh. up? So I was I was, I was was born here. I was born in County Hospital when I was one years old. My dad moved us all the way up to Modesto. He had work. Um, he used to be in a timber business back in the days, and that was like big money for the time when we moved up there. Um, and when I say timber business, I'm not saying that he was like this, you know, guy logging down, down... trees? Tree, ch- chopping down, you know, pinewood trees. He would be chopping down, like, going into the orchards, you know, chopping down the old trees the farmers didn't want, going into walnut orchards, um, cherry orchards, or, you know, what have you. And, you know, being raised up there. Like, w-
1: basically, like, freeing up soil and the real estate for other yeah. new, new growth and shit? or
0: Yeah, basically. So he would just... It would only be, like, you know, per acre uh, or in a certain you know area of the field he would maybe chop down maybe two or three trees and his deal was chopping down i get rid of the trees for you and and you give me the wood and i sell it and he had vendors that would buy off from him and it was good money for the time so you know that's how we you know we moved up here and you know there's absolutely nothing to do up there oh yeah of course yeah there is absolutely nothing no one wants to go there (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, don't go there. Don't go there. Badlands.
1: Don't go there. Avoid. Maybe like in 20 years, it might be cracking, but Uh, like not right now.
0: No, maybe not even.
1: No, 20 years. I'm, dude. I'm telling you, the university is gonna grow. And they're going to figure out some cool shit that makes you want to go there. <laughs> and the surrounding areas, they're going to have investors. Trust me, bro. 25 years. 20 years. 25 if they years. get
0: rid of the, maybe the, the cow farms where, you know, you smell no, feces. No, it's always going to
1: smell like shit. That's going to be like the thing that people, like, remember about their, their experience there is the shit know, smell.
0: Don't know how that would give people courage or, you know, inspiration hey, to man. move forward. Inspiration hey, but, to not be there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So how long ago? How long have you been living here now?
0: I've been living here since uh, 2006. Uh, oh, my God, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, been here, and so I've always had an affinity towards flying stuff. I've had, uh, it started with kites, obviously, because my parents couldn't afford to give me an RC plane or something like that. It wasn't until, like, I was in my early 20s and I could actually afford one. I just got curious about me one, and I, I fell in love with it as soon as I sort of learned how to fly learned how to fly i went straight to helicopters flying helicopters from there and do you think when like
1: when you get rich and you're a baller like you'll be one of those dudes who like flies helicopter like real helicopters with like, a camera yeah. rig at
0: the bottom maybe. yeah yeah that. <laughs> that i'm hoping that would be me yes <laughs> hey dog gotta do it you gotta do it know yeah, exactly and I, I you know i find thank, it's funny you said that because i follow a few people that do that and it's just amazing work what they do they are having fun they're traveling the world filming and just having fun
1: i mean honestly like if i i don't even trust myself to drive a car but i have to so i don't think i'd ever fly a plane but you know if if you ever want to take me on your private fucking camera plane jet thing i'm down
0: i'm down i fly the helicopter and you control the camera
1: oh that's dope that's about dope that all right man um if you would have met yourself, if you could talk to yourself from two years ago, what what advice would you give yourself? Like when you were first getting into like, oh. like the drone camera stuff.
0: I would just say just go for it. But then again, that's what I what I did. I feel like two years ago, it's too too soon. Too soon. I would have to go further back.
1: All right. Well. Okay. So what about if you could talk to the guy who used to race drones in the parking lot? How long ago was that?
0: That was about two and a half years ago. Oh, man,
1: how far do I have to go. <laughs> Shit. It's because I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, would, if you could talk to someone who's just about to get a drone camera thing right now, yeah, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them?
0: Only if, they, depending on what their approach is, really, if they're just going to do it for fun, I'm like, by any means, you know, get yourself a cheap toy instead. You know, if you're just going to want to be curious, do it for fun. Don't get yourself that expensive camera. First, learn how to fly the toy. And if you do, find yourself that you're good at it. And you actually got a skill for it, and you want to move forward that 's when you buy the most most expensive one. You kind of just slowly move forward from there and uh you know kind of going back if I were to talk to myself, I mean if I could go back, I would maybe go back about ten twelve years, years ago and invest like way
1: back then way back then it's too far it doesn't count I we guess. all would go back and I meant <laughs> all you right know, I could be. If I could be Five 20 years. again? If I could be 20 again? Oh, my <laughs> God, fool. Oh, my God. If I could talk to my 20-year-old self, beat the fuck out of him first. Yeah. Tell him to get his shit together. Yeah, I would choke him. Because there's, like, riches ahead.
0: Just choke him out for a little bit. Kind of make him go out of breath.
1: All right, man. Well, tell the people where they can find you, where they can find your work, uh, your link, your Instagram, whatever. Just uh, this is your moment to shamelessly self promote yourself and your skills and uh yeah
0: so just uh sorry to say i'm not really a social media guru so i'm only on instagram at the moment um you could find me you could find me at flying chimp studios the eyes with an uh one uh-huh. and then there's a link in there and it's link tree you'll see it i mean you got you, you can't miss it it's in my bio And it'll say right there, I literally have arrows pointing down to the links. (laughs) Interested in stock footage? Click on the link.
1: (laughs) And And that link is like directly to your stuff specifically? Or is it just to like a page of a bunch of stuff?
0: No, it's to my stuff uh, uh, directly. Once you click on a link, you're going to have two other links. One's going to be from drone stock. And then the other one's going to be stock footage. So I have two websites that I'm using for, for stock footage and just kind of have fun and look at both, uh, play around with it. I know what sucks about it too is once people see the prices, they kind of get scared and you're just like, this guy is crazy. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not the one who controls the prices, it's the websites. But if you like a few of those clips on there, you could could email me, you could uh, DM me directly. And yeah, I
1: cut out the middleman, cut What's out the, the middleman, and range? i will give you a
0: decent surprise I mean I'll get you a whole collection of other stuff that I have. It's not the best stock footage, it's not the professional stuff that that these websites want. you know the camera is jittery at on one end to the other, but with a little bit of editing, you know you could clean it up easily and yeah. you're down to like go shoot. Other people's stuff, right? Yeah. Like if they
1: want you to come out on location, whatever, you can um, come
0: out, shoot. I'm stuff. readily available. You know, I get off work at four thirty. So anytime after that. I don't work on the weekends, so I'm completely available on, you know, uh Saturday and Sunday as well. Just let me know a few days in advance and we're gold. Cool. You know, not too complicated, you know, with the whole money thing. I'm barely cheap. I think I am, you know. Most people will charge uh an arm and a half or something. Well, like that. I
1: mean, let's let's be completely honest right now, right? Like
0: yeah.
1: from this conversation, it's pretty honest to say you're new to this. Yeah. You're just trying to get your your you're trying to get experience. You're trying to get your toes way. You know you're trying to like build the network. So yeah, yeah you gotta be you gotta charge, you know, people get what they pay for, right? You yeah, gotta exactly. charge and like you gotta charge within <sighs> What's reasonable for well, yeah, the well, amount of time and the amount of skills and what you can offer oh, as a man. product. But and I, mean, I think
0: with what's with, with within what's reasonable, I'm a little bit more cheaper than that. Even too. within the yeah, reason, yeah, because you
1: still have your own gear. You still yeah. show up, gas, all that, all right? All
0: that stuff. I mean, just you know, at least pay for my gas, guys. I mean, damn, you hear that?
1: <laughs> starving artist, shit. Pay for my gas.
0: That's all I need. Not even food. I'll pay for my own food. <laughs>
1: All right. Hey, you know what though? I'm telling you, I'm going to re uh I'm going to either unarchive it or I might just post it fresh again as a promo for this weekend's uh art walk. Your your video and I'll okay. tag you that way anybody who's tuning in, now you know the guy. When you see the video, you'll see the work. I did the editing, but he did all the cool shots, so like
0: and I actually got a documentary that you gotta do some commentary on. I'm gonna be shooting to you hopefully by the end of this week. A documentary. A documentary. About what? About the art show that we did.
1: What? No, that's so not me. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna have to punt that tickets out. That's his baby. Or you know?
0: something. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. It's gonna be. Maybe we'll co
1: do it the same way we did the interviews on the news and shit. Yeah. He did a piece. I did a piece. You know? It was
0: actually from that same original footage yeah, that yeah, I kind of yeah. put together, and I just kind of put uh, clips together. You know, just do whatever you want to do with it, man. Yeah,
1: man. I appreciate that. Well, thank you for coming out. Thank you for the time change. I I appreciate you being flexible. Oh, yeah. Brittany, thank you for being flexible. Uh, The VIP podcast on the Super Audio Network, check it out. Um, They tried to get me drunk, dude. And luckily, the homie Ganesha showed up and came in and helped me out. But I was about to be shit-faced right now, so good thing it didn't happen. Oh, man. yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate it. I'm just going to do a little outro and talk about the upcoming events I have, because, like, this week is super, super packed. Have you seen my schedule for this week, Brittany? Some of it, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pull it up on IG so that I don't fuck anything up, because they tried to get me drunk, and they almost succeeded, which means I'm a little, I'm a little buzzed right now. But um, Wednesday, April 10th, I'll be at Los Globals. It's like uh, it's free before 9:30. I have an RSVP link. Um, there's a Facebook event page. It's just a networking thing. We're trying to like come together with all the hip-hop folks that do stuff and try to get everybody under one roof and like really expand our network. There's actually a bunch of names on the flyer that I don't know and I haven't met. So it's like, and as much as I do, like it's nice to like continue to meet new people. Um, the homie who's throwing it, Dale, uh, dope promoter. He actually has some Nipsey Hustle memorabilia from the Victory Lap campaign. Cause he's a promoter and he was actually like on that, like getting out, you know, he has a flag, some other stuff. So it's going to be like, I don't want to be cheesy and say it's going to be a memorial, but like, you know, we're going to have a moment, you know, we're going to bring, we're going to do some hip hop shit. I'm going to have a closing opening and closing set. And um, I'm expecting it to be a good time, Los Globos. And then I'm doing After Hours with Party Dad and that's some other shit. Um, Then Thursday, I have my residency at Border X. And then after, I'll be at Mal's Bar for the Society with uh, Club 636, the homie from back in the day, Bay Parade, and Dear Mama, the vegan homegirls that actually had homegirl on the show. So check that out. Thursday, we're going to be playing all kinds of stuff, live music, live painting, super dope. Friday, Speakeasy, my monthly event, La Clica podcast takeover. We're taking over all three rooms. I'm going to have Oceans in the bar room where Brittany rocked when it was raining, and then La Clica podcast will actually be in the middle room where we usually have the photo booth, and they're going to have an open mic podcast, so if you want to come on and promote yourself or just like... Whatever, if you're interested in being a guest on a podcast, they're going to have an open, available, re- and it's going to get recorded and put on Spotify and YouTube and all the places where, you know, they posted like, 20 other sites. So open, mic, podcast, and then in the back patio, legit lineup, old school heads, freaking DJs. I think we're having a band or something. It's a, I don't even know because I didn't book, but I'm super excited because, like, gonna be off the chain. The way the promo has been going, it's been getting reposted by random folks, I don't even know. And when that social media game starts pumping, you know it's gonna be a good night. And then I start my residency at Golden Road. Uh Saturday and Sunday, eleven AM to three PM, I'll be DJing like uh pop down tempo, slow house shit, like, you know, like that new school fucking like that chill, upbeat stuff, Um, Golden Road Pub in Glendale, not any of these other spots, but uh, yeah, Saturday, Sunday, that's my new gig, going until whenever, until they fire me or I fuck up or some shit, so um, catch me at Golden Road for brunch every Saturday and Sunday, and then, uh, what's going on, and then on Saturday night, (laughs) I'll be at Indy, See, you see what I'm talking about? Oh, like no. the, this little so Saturday night, I'll be at Indy after the Golden Road That's thing, life. and I'll be DJing <laughs> for them. And then Sunday after Golden Road, I'll be at the East Los Art Walk, which is happening. Um, my boy Sesh is gonna be holding it down. I got um, Charisma Music, the homie from um, Happy Indies Mixology, who's DJed the Art Walk a couple times. He's gonna be holding it down. So. Even though I'm booked and going on to bigger and better things, I'm always going to continue to keep all my commitments and continue to support platforms in the community, even if i got to pay for them out of my pocket and pay for Sesh's studio time, like for his engineering time out of my pocket, just because I said the R-Walk was going to crack, and that sneaky does the R-Walk, and so the R-Walk's always going to happen, you know, and I'm never going to leave them hanging. So anytime that I add something new to the calendar, it doesn't mean I'm getting rid of other stuff. And if it does, it was just because that shit wasn't working anymore. And um, that's just this week. I actually have a bunch of more shit for April, like uh, Rock Emo Night at Novocaine and uh, Maguays, and all this other shit that's going on. 420, I'm going to be rapping in at Indie, but we'll have other shows for that. That's just one week at a time. I've been having crazy dreams lately about, like, being late to things and, and things going wrong. So people tell me I'm working too hard and maybe they're right. But uh, I live for this shit, man. And I'm glad that you're fucking on the team and we're going to start doing everything that we fucking said. And before I forget, uh, I have a Night Flare fucking ad that I didn't read because I fucked up. Because um, I'm, you know. I'm sloppy today. I'm sorry, man. At least I'm I'm here showing up doing the damn thing. Amen. But every second and fourth Wednesday Knife Fair and the Blue Line District will be presenting Van Slam Open Mic at the Stardust Club in Downey. Um, this Wednesday, I'll, I'll be at Los Globos, so I want you to go there. But if it's too far, and it you know you can go to this open mic right here in Downey, super local. Check it out. It's free. You could if you want to go and like get on the mic. you're shy or you have some you wanna do comedy, you wanna do any kind of expression, go show up, click in, team up with the squad, meet all the folks at Nightflare who are trying to like
0: do cool shit. You're gonna be there? I'll be there.
1: So if you liked Abe on this episode and you wanna go hang out with him or talk about drone shit, he'll be at the he'll be at the Van Slam.
0: Yeah we could nerd out.
1: Nerd out. Are you gonna be doing any footage at the Van Slam? Yeah. Oh pfft so you can actually see the motherfucker in work. What? I can see him in, in his natural habitat. His, hob, his hobby habitat. It's going to become his natural habitat. All right, man, is there anything else you want to say to the people?
0: No, just uh, hope to meet new people, new opportunities, and, you know, have fun with it.
1: Well, as soon as you put yourself out there, the opportunity starts start to come. Follow me on Instagram, at Official Sneaky, at Check out the website. I got the podcast page back up. I got all my events up there, Facebook page, event pages, the whole shit. Um, I'll be here next week on time 8pm to 9pm Monday nights west side of the after party recognition and respect if you want to check out past episodes I do have all this stuff on SoundCloud and iTunes and you can even go back before there was video so if you want to hear the super awkward stuff where it's us talking and there's like big ass pauses and like we were struggling um, yeah go back and check it out dude we're almost going to be doing this a year it's April. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild, right? That's, That's kind of good, wild. man.
0: It's, it's, a, it's dude, good.
1: there's been some ups and downs. We almost didn't make it. Look, Brittany's giving me eye roll because we <laughs> almost didn't make it. She knows. She knows. She's tough, man. You know what? It's hard to do something consistently every fucking week and make it dope and try to bring dope guests who are also dope on mic. Motherfuckers be canceling, showing up late. Like... <laughs> Sometimes you can't get the dope guests because they're so dope they're booked already. Like, dog. It's hard. It's hard work. I mean, I make it look easy because I got skills. But it's just difficult, man, coming up and being loose and being yourself and fucking talking to people.
0: It could be a little nerve-wracking. Were you first. nervous? A little bit. I yeah. still am. Yeah, yeah, I feel
1: like I, you were like this, and then you got like this. And then I was like, all right, we're going to have a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. I was That's all good. over the place, though. Usually, I'm like, I got fucking looked. At. I usually have, like, <laughs> notes and questions and shit. Like, I usually look. This is what my shows usually look like.
0: No script, right? <laughs> this is what my shows
1: usually look like. See these pages of, like, shit? This is what my show looked like today, so... Hard work for these professional-ass motherfuckers out here. All right. I'm going to get out of here because Brittany needs to go home. And uh, I love all of you. I appreciate the support. Everybody who texts me, messages me, that they love the podcast, that they like what I'm doing. Like, that shit keeps me going, dude, because some days I don't want to do this shit anymore. Like, some days, like, it's hard to do this shit and show up and be dope. And uh, y'all keep me going, man. So let's keep these platforms cracking. I appreciate Tony Grants. Uh... Can we play his song again at the end?
0: Yeah? Can, can I just say something real quick? Yeah, go for it. Uh, you know how you were saying that, you know, like, you're trying to you you're trying to get all these people that you want to get inspired by? Well, I would honestly say a lot of people are inspired by you. Hard work and dedication, <laughs> oh, you're gonna dude.
1: you make me cry, oh, That's all I got to say. Stop, uh, like, me, stop, I'm sure,
0: David, stop. And other people. Hey, I mean, dude, I'm, like, honest, you honestly,
1: know. I'm sick. I do this shit for myself. No, I'm just playing. I mean, uh, you know what, dude? It's like... I have access to things and, you know, like I have a personality and I have my own like character flaws that allow me to be good in this space. And if I can do, do, if I could do what I do and have it do good to other people, then that's just like, that's, that's a win. That's like real success. It's a win-win. Because I mean, I could go be doing other shit and have no impact I and, say, and I don't know if I'd feel like I was winning.
0: I would say you got an impact. You well, probably don't believe it right now, but trust I me. I
1: mean, I hear it, dude. I just try to be humble, fake yeah. humble, you know? Because hey, like, I, I know I'm the shit. Like, it's cool. But at the same time, it's not about me all the time, you know? <laughs> Today was about you, bro. No, Today was about man. you, man. <laughs> nah, no, dude, like, it's, it's, it's cool. When I first started off, I didn't think about it like that, yeah. you know? I started off for all the selfish wrong reasons and I got kicked in the ass by life a lot of times, you know? And like, you got to realize that like, one day you're going to be gone. And there's only going to be, people are just going to remember you. There'll only be a memory of you. who was that one guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, they're not going to remember you the way you really were. Exactly. They're going to remember you for however they do, you know? Yeah. So every day I try to think like, how do I get people to remember me the way i actually am and how do i get people like to have like positive memories of me so that when i come up in conversations it's like yeah yeah
0: dude how do you leave a mark that's what you want to trying to do That's dude, what I listen, i'm trying to do
1: i listen to the kevin hart podcast with joe rogan oh yeah the,
0: oh, dude guys are amazing i was
1: fucking like i'm like how i am right now tearing up do you see this 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 uh it's got bags fragile in there. masculinity that i'm that i'm down like to be like Vulnerable, dude. Like, like yeah, like, Daph was writing a book of how people are going to remember him. We're all writing our books. Like, I'm writing my, this is my legacy, you know? And it's, if I don't do it with that thought, like, that I want people to be impacted and to be felt, like remembered, to be, to be grow, to be better. Like, I love hearing stories about, like, oh, you helped me do this, you helped me do that. Like, if it wasn't for this, like, I've had so many people tell me, like, like, just call me up and be like, yo, I wouldn't be fucking dancing right now if you wouldn't have told me, like, all I said was, why the fuck aren't you doing it? And to yeah. that person, it was like, why the fuck am I not doing it? Like, dude, I hear shit like that all the time, and it's great, but, like, how do we do that systemically and institutionally? How does everybody get to do their own mark and leave their own impact, you know? How do we, yeah. get, how do we give everybody that platform?
0: How to raise everybody up. That's what we're doing, man. That's what we're doing out here. Hopefully.
1: Every fucking Monday night. That's what we're doing out here. Eight to nine. So listen to my boy, Tony Grant's new track off uh, Palm Trees and Potholes. Go stream it. Go listen. Support your friends who are doing tight shit. Support local artists. Support each other, man. It's just us here at the end of the day. So I love you. I'll see you next week. Bye.
2: All beaches and bitches, watch out for leeches and snitches. Out here, it's all about a crease your riches. Gotta hold your spot down deep in the trenches. Got a homie name on the run right now. Wherever he's at, he got a gun right now. Teach important lessons to my sons right now. Back then, so we didn't have the funds right now. Get your ass up out of here with urgency. Yo, they want to murder me though. Both ways when you cross. This is more